Hey awesome nerds and welcome to D&D and TV, the podcast where we rewatch shows that we really enjoy and recap them and talk about how the themes, characters and concepts can be used in Dungeons and Dragons games. I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by Meek who is sitting alone at a restaurant table waiting for her friends to arrive. You know, fun fact, I've never been stood up. Really? In my life. Like there's not many brags I can claim that are positive like that, but I will claim I've never been stood up. Have you ever been stood up by friends or by romantic friends? Yeah. I feel like I might have. I can't actually remember a specific instance. I'm sure that at the time I was probably furious and said I would never forget this. Uh, my vengeance will be swift <laughs> and painful. But uh, right now I cannot think of any instance. Then disclaim it. Say you've never been stood up. I have never been stood up. And I will also claim that I've never stood anyone else up either. Ooh. (laughs) Because I can't remember one. I probably can't remember the other one either. Oh, I can't claim the second one. You've stood people up? Yeah. Actually, I probably have been stood (laughs) up a couple of times. Probably by you when we've been trying to have a meeting or something. I don't think I've stood you up yet. 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 But I, but I look, I'm going to, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I was going to say, I was thinking one instance, but I it's, I did semi-stand someone up, but then I did have the courtesy to call them on a pay phone five wow. minutes before I was meant to arrive and say, I'm not coming and I'm not going to come to another date ever. Bye. Wow. This is really dating when it was because the pay phone <laughs> just existing. Uh, well, Okay, yeah. Oh, payphones are all free now in Australia. Did you know that? I did. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's well done. Rad. Um, te- fo- telephone operators. Are we not giving a free plug to Telstra? Is that because they have to pay for advertising rights? They do, actually, yes. But I also didn't realize that so, all the phone booths in the country were operated by Telstra. Or telecom back in the day. To back in the date day. It even more. Oh, wow. Um, it was a no, telecom sorry, we'll, we'll one. Okay. Actually- I don't actually know if it was a telecom one. It might, no, actually, you know what I remember? It was in a laundromat. So it probably wasn't uh, our telecommunications Australian provider whose name we're not saying until they give us marketing money. But it rhymes with Schmelstra. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but it was, I did have a mobile phone at the time. I just didn't want to waste my credit on this guy wow i'm so sorry (laughs) and you called them from a laundromat that's fantastic was that because you were using the laundromat or were you just like in the neighborhood and went oh there's a phone i'm just gonna use that yeah (laughs) oh my god the more i explain it it makes me sound horrible this is fantastic this is gonna be the intro for our dating podcast oh my god so yeah, this is why I'm such a successful dater. Um, I'm so sorry, person whose name I I want to say his name was Josh. It was a real basic name. Chad. Anyway, Josh, if you're listening, I'm real sorry. You were super lovely, and I think I used the word boring, but you're you're a great guy, and I hope you've had a great life. Um, just you and I weren't destined to be. Leave us a five star review. Thank you for listening, Josh. <laughs> so that's the episode for this week. I can't help it. My life is Gossip Girl, okay? I can't help it. We are talking about Gossip Girl 2007, the uh, Josh Schwartz, Stephanie Savage show uh, that kicked off a number of teen shows uh, during the the mid-thousands. Sure, why not? Such Uh, as? It didn't. It didn't, in fact. 
Uh, it was probably the end, uh, tail end of a number of teen shows. Uh, but we are talking about season one, episode 14, The Blair Bitch Project, which was directed by Jane Millen, Miller Tobin and written by KJ Steinberg. This is the episode where Blair returns to school after losing Queen Bee status. Serena's not fond of living with her future stepbrother, Chuck. And I will Wait, point is that out, all it says? That's all it says. There's way more that happens. That's everything that happens okay. in the episode. That's the, the key elements of this episode. And okay. uh, this is a spoiler-free podcast, but there is one uh. element of the show that we will reveal now. The very final episode um, tells us who the eponymous Gossip Girl is, and it is revealed uh. that it is, in fact, dun, 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 dun. Dan Humphreys. And Dan Humphreys. We... <laughs> I was about to say the wrong name. Oh my god, who we who were you gonna say? Were you gonna say Penn Badgley? It doesn't matter. <laughs> a friend uh, a mutual friend of ours who also has a three letter name. Okay. That, anyway. Cool. That would have been interesting. We we reveal this this spoiler. Uh, so as we watch through this first season, we can note the clues and hints and subtle mm. breadcrumb trail that the writers mm. have left for us uh, mm-hmm. to determine mm-hmm. that the Gossip Girl is, in fact, uh, I nearly said Penn Badger yes. that time, nearly, in fact, Dan Humphreys. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the very well-crafted narrative that the writers have left us. That's exactly what it is. I feel like, that this like episode a, is a very well-crafted Like a narrative. patchwork quilt. Like an heirloom practice, yes. like patchwork quilt that has had pieces sewn together in such a careful way that it's not until the final reveal that you see the picture. That's not what I would have said. I would have said it's more like a heirloom patchwork quilt that is just Mm. a fucking mess. But you know what? You know what? I haven't made an heirloom patchwork quilt. One person's fucking mess is another person's masterpiece. That is correct. That is correct. And let us get into this episode. Take that, Van Gogh. Sorry. <laughs> wow, you're sla- you're you're throwing shade at Van Gogh. What did Van Gogh ever do to you? I'm the sorry. Poor I think man. Sunflowers is overrated. Look, <gasps> he's a lovely. The story's amazing. I know. Okay, the story's amazing, and I think as an artist, I love that he's inspired many people. But I just don't. It's just not my jam. We have managed to move on a tangent very quickly this episode. Um, I think that's because we're trying to avoid talking about it entirely. And I'm not sure why, no, because this is a great um, episode. This is a both, great episode. We both kind of like this episode. Uh, maybe it's because there's barely anything that we can bring D and D into it. Uh, we just like the characters, and oh, you know what? There's a couple of things. So let's get into it. it starts okay. off with an homage. I guess it's an homage. It's kind of an absolute recreation to one of the scenes in Breakfast mm-hmm. at Tiffany's, where the character of Audrey Hepburn is running after a cat in a rain-soaked alley. I have never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, so I don't know. Is the cat okay? Yes. Hang on, stop right there. You're like a cinephile. Yeah. And you've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Have you read the book? No. I have no interest in Truman Capote whatsoever. I feel like you can't even... It, it's Isn't it like... Isn't, isn't Breakfast at Tiffany's like uh, Casablanca? Or like... Uh, I don't know. What's the one that they always say that if you're the really worst movie, you're the that movie of bad movies? Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's like it's like isn't it like Citizen Kane, Breakfast at Tiffany's? I don't know. Forrest Gump's probably in there. Like probably. movies you just have to have seen. I mean, I have seen a lot of the movies you have to have seen. I just haven't seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. 
I've seen Sunset Boulevard. I've seen Double Indemnity. I've seen a lot of films around that era. I just haven't seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Why not? Uh, It wasn't on the syllabus when I was studying film, and I don't know why. And I have not sought it out because, I don't know, something about it has always struck me as not the type of film that I would particularly enjoy. Okay, let's. Will you, but you know Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I would like to know. I do. You've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. This yes. scene where she's chasing after the cat in the alley. Yes. Is the cat okay? Yeah, she ends up finding cat back. The cat's name is Cat. Yeah, I got that. Okay, cool. As long as the cat's okay, I'll probably end up seeing it at some point in my life. Yeah. Because I, I'm yeah, very yeah. worried for our cat it's- that's just wandering around the streets of New York most of the time. Oh, she let it. Oh, is that spoilers? I don't know. She lets the cat out. I, I think, but now I know the cat's okay. I can watch it without it being worried. I think it is. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this has been a roller coaster for my cat watch. <laughs> anyway, back to. Yes, back Gossip to Gossip Girl. Girl. Uh, so Blair is basically having a nightmare. It seems like she does have a number of dreams about Breakfast at Tiffany's. Her life is very drawn from Breakfast at Tiffany's. We've seen this before where she goes past Tiffany's and sees Serena in the window. And this time she's in Mm -hmm. the role of Audrey Hepburn and Nate comes along and is like, I call her Jenny, um, which Mm -hmm. just further proof that Blair is kind of into Jenny in my Mm -hmm. weird head canon. And Mm -hmm. uh, basically wakes up to Dorota explaining to her, no, no, got to go back to school. Spring break is over. And we get a bit of Gossip Girl voiceover which i don't like at all and poor blair she's had a tough time uh she nearly fled to to france in the end of the last episode Uh but this episode well she's just been lying in bed eating chocolates as far as we can tell Mm. from what it says Uh i think she says lady godiva my only friend Uh which um very elwood's vibes i'm just going to point out serena the mm-hmm. the woman who came to rescue you from your your spiral, but Lady mm-hmm. Godiva, the chocolate is your only friend. It's like how soon Blair forgets. <laughs> I don't care. She's adorable though. She is. She's amazing. We see how Serena starts her morning as well, which is yelling at Chuck, who is using her bathroom to get high in. We've mm-hmm. finally got back mm-hmm. to the drug use. Apparently, um, mm-hmm. Chuck is allowed to smoke, but Nate's not. I can't believe you lit up in my bathroom. Well, if I lit up in mine, then the folks would know it was me, sis. Oh, okay. Let's get one thing straight. Our parents may be insisting on blending our households, but I am not your sister. I do not share any of your DNA, nor do I ever wish to. And I suggest you get new hand towels. Okay. It's imperative that I bathe. Can you just get out? You know what? Fine. Just forget it. I don't know. Maybe somebody... Um, actually, no, I don't think we see him smoke. We see him with a joint in his hand. Oh, Chuck. No, I'm 90% sure he, like, is... Because I remember thinking, oh, they have a... Like, I'm 99% sure that he smokes it. Because okay. I remember thinking in my head, oh, smoking a doobie. Well, I think <laughs> so, it's a doobie. Is- I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what you think every time you see someone smoking a joint on it, smoking a doobie. Uh, so, yes, he is doing it. And the reason he's doing it in Serena's bathroom is partly to piss her off, as far as I can tell, but also because if he does it in his bathroom, he'll get in trouble. Yeah, I believe the Which, word is antagonizing. Is it? Yes, that's a good one. He's slightly um, antagonizing Serena. I have messing with her. Yeah, boys but, will be boys manner. 
Yes, where he's saying, don't use your hand towels if you don't want my DNA on you. Which, yeah. That's, honestly, that is the worst Chuck does this episode. Like, that makes my skin crawl. But for the rest of the episode, I'm on his side. This is You're coming um, around to Team Chuck? Uh, when he's not as bad as usual, fine. Yeah. Coming around to Team Chuck. And then we get a little bit of uh, Ragley McGurchin waffles with her new crew. <laughs> uh, I'm just antagonizing. They look like the Upper East Side Wiggles. They do. Oh my God, the color coding. Wow. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, and Jenny's giving back a bracelet to Hazel. We've got um, mm-hmm. some names for some of the rest of the posse now. Uh, mm-hmm, Hazel mm-hmm. being the shorter blonde one uh, with all the curls. I Look, <laughs> I don't know them. I can barely remember them when I've got them written down. I'm it's, not even good. I don't bother to learn their names. I've watched this series a few times. They don't. Fit. It doesn't matter. They're interchangeable. Anyway, there's a reminder yeah. that Jenny is poor, that the Humphreys are poor, because yes. Jenny can't afford to pay somebody back for lunch, even though they keep reminding her about it. And Jenny's birthday is coming up, and that's kind of the point of this uh, this scene. Then Serena has decided just to not wash, because that's easier than trying to get Chuck out of her bathroom. Uh, so when she and Eric, or she and Chuck run into Eric on the stairs, the little bit of the the family clash as uh, Eric mm-hmm. is a little bit concerned. He's hiding from his valet who's been trying to dress him or put his socks on anyway. And I'm like, I'm pretty certain the valets aren't meant to do that. I feel that Eric probably should report this guy. Well, no, but have you seen, So because we're now in Chateau Labasse. I, um, I thought this was still the the palace because chuck lives in the palace doesn't he uh or maybe well yeah well sure it's in the palace but it's like it, it's like this isn't the this isn't lily's hotel suite anymore this is oh, like I see. vast territory so it's a different house is what i'm saying yes because um, this is like, like a two-story like, hotel yeah, room yeah exactly and there's like um and there's staff just everywhere just staff everywhere it's I mean, wild. I'm really into it. I, this is kind of my ideal house, to be honest. Right? Oh my gosh, it's stunning. I think it might be a real one too, because when I was looking at it closely this time, I noticed that you could see out the back, like you can see actual cars moving, and it doesn't look green screen. Oh. Like it looks too. You don't think they just put a projection up? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how movie magic works. I'm very gullible when it comes to these things. It's true. I get given we're episode 14 of an 18 episode season, chances are they may have just hired this for a week and done all the filming there and then they could move out and they could make it look like they've had months in there without actually mm. having to be there for months and use the real location. Mm-hmm. If, given so, the weird angles on a lot of these shots, I'm going to say that, yes, they used an actual place. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Excellent. You heard that it here first, folks. Wonderful. How that relates to D&D, I will never know. So Serena is trying to keep Eric away from Chuck's level of creepy as he's talking about their Latvian maid, um, mm-hmm. which is a little bit odd, Chuck. Just don't. I think Eric's like 14 or something. So, we, yeah, mm. given Eric's, given, given Chuck's, previous experience with 14 year old blondes namely jenny i feel that he should be kept Mm -hmm. away from most children but uh that's just me and he is creepy to lily at breakfast too actually is he 
Is he? I don't know. I want to point out, Lily's wearing sunglasses and scooping porridge and says yeah. the reason she's wearing sunglasses because she had a, quote, very difficult meeting with the wedding planner. No, Lily, you're hungover. Stop yeah. it. This is why your kids are bad. <laughs> They're both just bad. This is why Eric's suicidal and Serena is Serena. Yeah. Yeah, because mum scoops porridge in sunglasses after doing a Wednesday night, like, fucking bender, apparently. I was thinking more Chuck's whole, like, I'm going to kiss Lily's hand and then compliment her. And yeah? Then like, Why is that weird? That's his stepmother. And? I don't know. It just, it felt weird to me. Maybe because it's Chuck. I wouldn't be against people complimenting me and kissing my hand. Yeah, stepchildren. If I was someone's stepmother, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, anyway, I do also yes. like that they have a buffet for breakfast. Like they just have servants who have laid out a buffet for them to yeah. pick from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's amazing. Yeah. That's um, that's mm. my goal, honestly. If I could have just a buffet that gets brought up to me every once in a I while. Know. Oh, what are those? The bowl that the porridge is in. Oh, my God. I thought of this when I was watching it. I was like, man, I haven't had a good use to use my um, terrine. Yeah. That's what, like, who, like, if you have a breakfast terrine, you're, you're not a common man. No. <laughs> I'll remember that next time um, I'm yeah. giving, oh, next time I'm giving out treasure, gift. when I'm giving out treasure mm. for, for my players in D&D, they'll receive mm-hmm. a jeweled terrine. A jeweled porridge terrine, Jerry. That's right. And they'll no, have no idea what to do with it. And I'll say it only works. It'll be magical. It only works if you eat porridge from it. Yep. I love it. This is what Cannon. we're here for. Giving giving you uh, magical magical D&D ideas. Magical <gasps> item ideas be. for D&D. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Do you also notice know. in this scene that Lily can spot that Serena hasn't bathed from across the room? Is it Lily can spot or Lily can smell? And here's the thing. I also think that people are saying that she, not because she smells bad, but because maybe she usually smells like the 78 layers of body toner slash shower gel slash cleanser slash pre-toner slash toner slash moisturizer slash day moisturizer slash eye cream that she usually probably wears. Possibly. She can't just like spray a whole bunch of Axe body spray on her. Like, like (laughs) most teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking more well, if Lily's able to smell that Lily can't be that hungover because normally that smells the person who's hungover I know but Lily's like wasp hungover so she's only drunk like straight gin oh yeah she's like yeah, it's not sure. a it's not a been out in the town sweaty you know it is a wasp hungover yeah okay cool and that's why she's having a very delicious brunch with a buffet mm. uh, and at at this little brunch, Serena nicks off. She's like, all right, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with my mother saying I'm unwashed and chuck at all. Uh, mm-hmm. And I believe, is this when when Bart's like, hey, Chuck, you can be the best man at my wedding? Mm-hmm. Yes, very nonchalantly, though. Like, just kind of looks over at him and then just decides, oh, I know what I could do to this kid. I don't know. I think he's been planning um, that for a while. I think uh, good dad Bart okay. Bass, as we've mentioned before. Stop it. Stop it. You have to. I I know you don't want me to spoil the rest of the series, but you honestly have to stop because someone's going to take that and put that on Twitter out of context and that's how you get cancelled. Stop saying it. All right. I feel that it's starting to, not the joke's wearing thin. The joke's still pretty funny to me, but I get the feeling that this is where the wheels start to come off the good Bart Bass train. 
uh, as, yeah, he has been planning Chuck being his best man for a while. And I think now mm-hmm. is when he starts to dangle it in front of Chuck because Chuck wants it so very much. Like when he's told, he's like, you honor me, father. You, I will, mm. I will be the best little boy ever. And as long as I get this one thing that I've dreamt of all my life. And now he's basically doing it like, Chuck, stay in line. I've got something you want and you will stay in line. Or like this whole episode is basically him saying that. It's like actually, as a D and D thing, he's a very good uh, group patron, an evil group patron, but a good one. Oh, I thought you were going to say a, D- a DM who just bribes the players. Like, all right, guys, if we just stay, if this no one does PvP, I'll give you all five hundred XP. Okay, guys. <laughs> Until someone realizes, have- oh, I can get six hundred from killing the rogue. <laughs> true. Mm. Very true. But yeah, um, but yes, so as a patron, also would work well. Yeah, I think he'd work very well. I mean, he's got the wealth. Actually, here is here's a question. Would he just be an NPC, like a crime boss or a business leader, or would he be like a dragon that's like in human form? I see, but but now, again, I don't know if I'm, I'm this is me because of my pre-post knowledge. Anyway, having watched, having watched the show before. Yeah, yeah. I thought we thought, it, I think Bart Bass is like maybe a bit more of a vamp, vampire kind oh, of yeah. figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Mostly works. Mostly because he's got a very gaunt face at the best of times anyway. But again, that kind dragons. of just, he's so, he's so like, Severe. I don't know, just like wooden and yeah, and just there's something about him. Everything is so, like he reminds me a little bit of like when I've had people play Strahd or seen, like a lot of people I see seem to play Strahd quite reserved and like, Interesting. you know, in control and. Yeah, I guess. I guess I can see that. I kind of see him as, um, I would actually see him more as like a Rakshasa or some sort of demon or fiend where he's very civilized and he's very calm and in control. And then occasionally you push him too far and the glove comes off and he just fucking tears someone in two. And then he just kind of wipes the blood from his mouth and goes, and that's what happens when you cross me. Ah, 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 Rakshasa. Rakshasa. <laughs> Jazz hands, yes. Rakshasa. Rakshasa. Uh, yeah, cool. That, uh, that also checks out. Because, yeah, definitely he's the type of person that... Oh, wow, these are really cool. Anyway, Distracted by the, yes. by the kitty person. I'm not Googling live. <laughs> you just had those up already. Yep. Before uh, Meek gets distracted by other tiger creatures, we will jump over to what's happening at the Humphrey Loft, uh, and it's quite boring, to tell the truth. Um, Dan's having breakfast as well. Rufus is talking about how Jenny went to Aspen on a private jet that somebody else, and Dan's giving him a judgy face because Dan apparently is the co-parent in this situation. Um, And it's dull. I'm not interested in this at all. Just this is a boring plot line. For once... Rufus yeah. is not cooking, and I don't like it. It's because he's not happy. That's true. Rufus is Rufus is feeling disconnected from his family, and that means that he's mm. not cooking for his family. That's what he does to show affection to them. And it's only Dan, and Dan's already got porridge. So Rufus can't cook, and that makes me sad. Rufus should be allowed to Oh, cook. so Dan's eating porridge and Lily's eating porridge. <gasps> dun, dun, what could dun. be the hidden meaning there? They're both What, is, what does it mean if two characters eat a moist, warm food? It's breakfast time. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know. I could, but I I can't. 
So they head on. Um, Dan heads out the door because apparently he's running late. So he goes off. And we see Serena and Blair heading to school. Blair in her hiding outfit, which invokes big ass glasses and a headscarf. And I don't even know what this dress that she's wearing is. Um, it's kind it's of amazing. like a. Is it? Okay. I thought it was kind of like an Alice in Wonderland looking thing. No, I remember. I'm just, I'm wondering, because I think it might be a Valentino, um, but uh, I just, I don't want to get it wrong because but I'm pretty sure because those puffy sleeves are very. They're very puffy. They are very puffy. Do you like a puff sleeve? What's your feelings on a, on a puff sleeve? I'm not here. On, I... a, on, a, mm. on yourself or others? Not really. On either. I'm not no, a puffy not sleeve, a puff person. sleeve person. No. Yeah. I'm pretty basic. Yeah, you know, no, not basic. Simple. That's much better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Blair is more worried. She's thinking about homeschooling because she does not want to face school and all the drama and intrigue and gossip of the court. Uh, and Serena's like, no, no, everyone's moved on. There's all. She has a list of things that have occurred, but. Again, they're stuff that we haven't seen apart from her last mm. one, which was like Serena's had to move in with Chuck. And so I'm not sure yeah. where she would be getting this information apart from apparently Gossip Girl, uh, which means that Dan has just been getting updates about what happened over the spring break. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Dan's, Dan's been busy, apparently. Dan hasn't even yeah, get money from this. Has. From the Gossip Girl website. Yeah. I mean, maybe he gets ad revenue. I would say it's definitely ad revenue for sure. Okay, from his blog. Yeah. Yeah. And from all his ads for GoDaddy, and what's oh, the God. other one that's always like? Was <laughs> it the other's always just? I guess I guess it's changed now because now we get targeted ads. But back in the day, I always remember getting GoDaddy, and I used to always get Travago for some reason or Expedia, one of the travel sites. Oh yeah, the travel sites like would pump a bunch of money into into ad because you used to, mm. you know what? Let's not get into the ad um, by the the marketing techniques of mid two thousands internet uh, providers because um, I know too much about that and I wish I didn't. Sure. And any the my point is that Serena is actually able to get Blair to forget about her troubles for a little while and possibly be happy about going to school. That everyone will have forgotten all of um, all of the scandal around Blair, that Nate and Chuck fought over her, and then they both kind of ditched her, and everyone's abandoned her, all that kind of stuff. And it turns out people haven't. Everyone remembers, uh, as everyone is just staring and pointing and whispering. And then some yogurt falls on her head. Uh, from above. Does it fall though, Jeremy? Does it, it doesn't. Fall? It doesn't. It is most definitely it's dropped. Thrown. thrown, dropped. I feel that dropped is probably a little bit more nefarious, given mm. who did it. I think it's a deliberate oops um, mm. that that Jenny, uh, with the rest of the court and the posse, are there. Um, it's not quite. Yeah, it's not quite shown that it's definitely Jenny that did it, but it's Jenny that did it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everyone sees... A little sees rice ev- smile at the end. Yeah. Although she does see Nate watching and um, doesn't seem as impressed anymore. Hmm. Because after Blair runs off, um, Nate does come to talk to Jenny and say, hey, uh, I know you told Blair about 
that whole thing that you did in the last episode, which I don't honestly remember what she did. Uh, and he says, you better watch yourself. And she's like, I can take care of myself. I'm not worried about Blair. And he's like, not about Blair, about your new friends. Mm. They're not, yeah, they're not exactly who you think they are. And mm. yeah, that you're not like them. You're better. She's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) You've got a good heart, Jenny. Yeah. Porn. Nate suddenly has picked, like, stepped up to this whole Prince Charming thing that he was supposed to have from the very start. Mm. Is it Prince Charming or is it just, I guess so. No, 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 it is. I take it back. No, it's fine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, maybe not Charming. Certainly Prince Nice Guy or Prince Nice Person. Prince Nice Guy. Sure. Prince Nice Guy is probably more accurate because he's kind of a douche sometimes. So Prince Nice Guy works pretty well. And we go back to Blair and Serena um, basically sitting on the steps of the Met because that is their spot. And Blair's like, I'm not giving up my lunch spot for anybody. They spot Chuck and Eric talking. Yeah, with a, well, they spot Chuck and a like young blonde. What they say? Like a young blonde something? I, think Blair I thought says. they said a, a young mini, a mini blonde Chuck. Ah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Mini blonde Chuck. That's it. Yeah which turns out to be Eric. And essentially Chuck has gotten Eric to wear a scarf as well. So cute. And No, it's not. The scarf's horrible. We've got over this. So cute. So bad. So cute. No, no, Eric, you're better than this. Go back to wearing the Florida jerseys (laughs) that you don't want, but everyone keeps giving you. But this Jenny, Jenny, Serena is furious about this just because Chuck's talking with her little brother and, She's the only person mm. who's allowed to talk with her little brother. Uh, and mm. I think worse, Eric seems to be happy. And um, Eric seems to like Chuck. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me, but hey, Eric's 14. He's stupid. Well, I think Chuck's been nothing. Or we find out later on why. I won't spoil it because he no. explains why he likes Chuck. I would say when you're 14, Chuck's pretty fucking cool. When you're 35, Chuck's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll go with that. Uh, we go have a quick little sidebar with Jenny and the court um, as Penelope's mm-hmm. all like, oh, do you know Nate? We saw you talking with him. Um, Pen- well, actually, someone says that to her, but they're mm. like, Penelope's had a crush on him forever. Could you, like, uh, help us out with that? Now that Blair mm. and him have, have been are over forevers, totally, definitely. Mm. And Blair sees this and doesn't hear what they're saying, but is still furious that the court actually accepts Jenny as an equal or whatever it is mm. they're, they're saying, um, which is not great. Mm. I, I still, I just watched this episode and I'm looking at my notes. I have no fucking idea what happens in this scene. Can you help me out? Oh, yes. So the whole, okay, let me, to sum it up, it's essentially, it's a power trip. And yeah. it's Blair being grumpy that the girls are letting Jenny in as an equal slash almost Jenny's like seems to have been have been taken Blair's spot. Like they seem to be looking up to her because she's friends with Nate and yada yada yada. And then uh, they start talking money, and it comes up again that Jenny is poor. She's poor. We, we... Um, yeah. Uh, Because they're all going to some restaurant tonight. And you can see that uh, there's a comment about, like, oh, Jenny, don't you owe so-and-so money? It's like your shout or something, essentially, tonight. Right, right. And then Jenny kind of freaks out and is like, no, no, I've got a better idea. And then she goes to Blair and Blair sees her coming and is like, what's this bitch doing? Serena's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, be nice. 
because that's how I'm nice because I, I know about things that are happening because I'm nice because she was invited to said dinner. There was this wonderful little moment where um, where Serena's like, oh, oh, be, try being nice to me. Say something nice about my hair. And Blair's just like, but yeah. your hair looks horrible. Yeah, your hair looks disgusting. Why would I lie to you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why we love Blair. Yeah. Uh, yes, and but it, so that's, there's a little comment there about well, how Serena, like, how do you remain unscathed? It's like, well, I just, I'm just nice to people. That's right. Um, but anyway, little Jay comes up and invites Blair to said dinner at, I believe the restaurant is Butter, which sounds like something Stefan would give you. When you're it on the SNL, like, New York's hardest club is Butter. This club <laughs> has everything. <laughs> Oh my god! It's got butter, cows, small cows. <laughs> I can't believe it's not margarine. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, so and then Blair doesn't accept, but Serena accepts on her behalf. End yep. scene. And Serena's super excited by this. She's like, yeah, if, like a golden. If, re- we've said this many times, like a golden retriever. Yeah, the tail would be wagging so so much. She's just beaming from yeah. every. She would love every to orifice. She she's glowing. Is the, is the term, mm. I think. Uh, and there's probably a good reason because the next scene, they're just, she's making out with Dan. Like, she's super excited yes. that Dan's back. They're very happy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, until they're interrupted by Chuck. Mm. Uh, and there's a, there's a great moment here where Serena's like, say your crass line and get out. And Chuck's like, the wedding caterer is here. Dan? Chuck? How are you? Excellent. Uh, Enjoying having family around. Can you just get it over with Chuck? Say whatever pervy thing you're going to say and just leave. The wedding caterer is presenting a tasting to the family. I was coming to call you to dinner. Okay, I'll take off then. No need. I already asked the staff to set a place for you. And it's Mm -hmm. like weirdly polite, nice Mm. Chuck Bass. And both of them are so Mm. creeped out by it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's like, if Chuck ever realized that he now has his power, like, he can get so much more by being nice to people and them always wondering, what's his angle? I, like, I'm going to do exactly what he wants because it's good for me, but there's going to be another shoe dropping and he can just do whatever he wants then. No, but I think um, we're starting to see, once, once Chuck thinks you're on the same level as him, because previously he... I don't know if he did think Serena was on the because I think because of Serena's past and all her, you know, bad experiences and stuff, he was a bit like, ugh, you're a little bit, you know, below me. Obviously, Dan mm. is below him. Obviously. Um, but, like, because he's quite nice to to Chuck, uh, to, sorry, to Nate. Oh, yeah, that's because Nate's wonderful. Yeah, but they, he sees him as an equal, right, because they've kind of grown up together, same type of family wealth, same very similar expectations. Mm. And- I don't know. I think... I think um, Bard has said to Chuck, just behave and you're best man. That too. And, and that he's too. like, cool, I'll behave then. It's like, there's something yeah. that I actually want, so I'll play nice. Mm. And yeah. before he just has no supervision. Now, now Bard is actually giving him some sort of attention. Chuck's like, great, this is all I want. Because all he wants is his love of his father. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't go so well for him, though, because during the tasting... Um, of the different types of, I guess, the the mm-hmm. different meals that they might be offering, uh, which Dan mm-hmm. doesn't know the names of because he's poor. He's uh, he's one mm-hmm. of the lower class from Brooklyn that doesn't know mm-hmm. the name of whatever it is he's eating. I'm guessing like, mm-hmm. well, he, he couldn't pronounce rabbit earlier. Uh, so I'm guessing that's probably it. 
But during the I tasting, think it was venison. Was it? Okay. It was venison something, yeah. Venison. Venison's continue, nice. Continue. Actually, I quite like venison. And during the the tasting, a package arrives for Serena, who assumes that it's a present from Dan, and he's like, "I didn't send you shit. Sorry, I'm poor. Oh. I can't afford to to give you delivered. I just give it to myself." Uh, but it actually turns out to be porn and handcuffs. Uh, mm. To which and Serena. Lingerie. And lingerie, yes. To which Serena blames Chuck immediately. And mm. to be fair, that's kind of his MO. Yeah. That's the kind of thing he would send her. His modus operatum. Yes, indeed. Uh, so she blames Chuck and storms off as mm. Serena. As someone someone in this show usually storms out of every scene. That's kind of that's the, the exeunt of, uh, of yeah. each scene. Again, I've only done year 10 media studies, so yeah, I don't want to yeah. step on your toes here, but that is a very good cinematic, like, uh, you know, tool to use, right? The stomp out. Does sure. it have a technical name? No. Okay. <laughs> it, I, I think it is a good technical tool, technical um, um, technique. Technical and from technique. what I gathered, you just use it all the time. That's how you do it well, is just do it cons- like consistently. Yeah, it certainly doesn't lose its impact. Uh, it's definitely yeah, cool. not awesome. a soap opera um, mm. of way of leaving a room mm, mm, mm. and uh, definitely doesn't get you drawn into like drama queen territory. Mm, uh, so mm. That's good to know because that's what we don't want for Gossip Girl. We want grounded, gritty, that's right. real stories. That's yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What it's really like on the tough streets of the Upper East Side of New York. Mm, mm. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. And speaking of queens... We go to Blair at Butter, uh, where she is all alone and sad. Because she has been stood up. That's right. That's right. And the court has decided not to go to Butter. They are at Hazel's, just kind of hanging out. Because this is Jenny's plan all along, to get them to stay in for the night so she doesn't have to spend money. Yeah. And mm, this isn't cool, honestly. Like, Jenny does some dodgy shit throughout this episode, but I feel that this is probably the worst one. Where she actually... Oh, wait, the, the standing up of Blair or what she does No, not the, the standing up of Blair. And and actually, and the, what she does at the house, that's second. But the whole, mm. I need something, so I'm going to cause pain to Blair to get what I want. Mm. Like, she wants mm. to prove to her friends that... Or she wants to trick her friends into staying in so that they she doesn't have to spend money so she basically throws blair under a bus yeah because blair's an acceptable target to everyone it's like that Mm. that's not cool i'm on yeah i i think i'm going to be on nate's side for the rest of this show um i've already been on Nate's side for most of this show but when he's like jenny this is you're better than this it's like yeah you're right nate she is better than this bad jenny is she though no she's not she's horrible as we um she why did, why does she wander out she does she take the call from rufus or is she worried more about actually uh, no, yeah, rufus 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 is checking and kind of like being like oh you missed dinner babe oh it's all good you know i didn't just pour my heart and soul into a whole spaghetti for you but no stress <laughs> classic rufus behavior she's also worried yeah. that her friends will find out that she doesn't have a new dress for her birthday party yes Yes, because uh, she's uh, been lying a couple of times that she's got different things on hold at Bendel's and then she slips up and says, Bergdorf's. Sure. <laughs> they all sound they the same to me. They, they, are different, they are different shops. I'm sure they are. Yeah. 
Uh, but she also notices that Hazel's mother has a dress that's just kind of lying out in the, the walk-in closet that you can get to by walking down a hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she already knows that Hazel wouldn't even miss anything if she didn't give it back to them. Yeah, because uh, that that's the... She doesn't explicitly... This is a great example of show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. What part are they, they showing and not telling? Well, because they show the the your wardrobe and all the shoes and everything. Oh, But yes. she doesn't explicitly say, oh, there's like so much stuff here I could... You know, like a lesser show would have Jenny walking in going, wow, I bet I could take anything and no one would even notice. You know, That's they true. don't do that because a this show, show is would do that. high caliber. That's true. Sometimes in D&D, you've got to drop an anvil on your player's head and a line like mm. that would be dropping that anvil, being mm. like, hey, you go into this you go into this vault and it looks like there's no one even watching. You could just take whatever you wanted. Exactly. And I just drag it back to D and D at any point. Uh, That's great. Good job. I've but, totally forgotten that this is a podcast about D and D today. So good <laughs> that's on what you. I'm here for. Okay. Uh, noticing all these dresses and shoes—that is what causes mm. Jenny's little little mind to start whirring, and she hangs up on Rufus. I don't think she even says goodbye, which is really rude. Bad Jenny. And mm. um, so she hangs up and definitely decides to go. Great, I'm just going to take something. And this is probably about the same moment where Blair's like, oh, I see what happened. I'm going to take my power back. And finds has a great line. One may be the loneliest number. Information, city and state place. Brooklyn, I think that's in New York. But sometimes only the lonely can play. Wake up, little Jenny. The bitch is back. Uh, and she's got a bit of a plot in the works, which mm. I think we'll see through the rest of the episode. It's a good plot. Um, it is. And we see what Jenny's plot is as well, because she goes mm-hmm. to this this clothing store. Is it like somewhere you just trade clothes? Uh, it would be shop? called a... No, it's not a pawn shop. We call them um, uh, not con... con not a concierge. Uh, we sell something... Consignment, a consignment store. Okay. Have you heard of the consignment store before? No, I have not. Surely. Oh, mm. well, it's like, so people uh, essentially bring in, so like, you know, like very expensive dresses, right? And you give it to the shop to sell, but the shop gets to keep like, say, 20%. So you're selling a dress for $1,000. If it sells, you get 800 but the shop keeps 200 Okay. And they work, obviously, you can't have a consignment store for like Supre and cotton on clothes because you're not going to make money. So consignment stores are for especially like luxury high-end designer brand stuff. Oh, I see. Because you're only like going to be selling like $4,000 bags. And if you're getting 10% of a $4,000 bag sale just for having it in your shop, you're making some pretty sweet commish. So it's like a fence. A fence goes around it. What? Like <laughs> <laughs> a fence being someone who sells on stolen goods. Oh, wait, I do know this from Red Dead Redemption. Okay, good. A fence. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I'm like, it is nothing like a Jerry Mano. It's been a long week, and I'm so sorry, but it is not like a fence. I'm talking about a shop, and you're talking about a, a, a barrier between used to outline boundaries. Yeah. No, I mean somebody who sells on stolen goods. Yes, yes, no, yes, that I do know because that's in Red Dead Redemption. Okay, but it's it's like a legal version of a fence. Yes. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I'm, again, my head just went to. My head just went. To, 
let's move on and not confuse Meek any further. Because uh, clearly this is a, a pro- the concept of offense is too confusing right now. Either way, she gives the dress to um, this. Oh, she's trading a lot of clothes. And one of the clothes is this gorgeous red dress. Mm, mm, the one she borrowed got from. Yes, there we go. She most definitely took from Hazel's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the purpose of that scene. That's That's it. We know where the dress is now. And you can tell that the lady at the shop dress fence, as you will call it. Dress fence, uh, I love it. You get the feeling that she knows that Jenny's fucking up. She knows yeah. that she's... It's like, you know when you see... I don't know, have you ever done a, a garage sale before and no. you're selling something? Okay, never, ever. I'm a pack rat. I, I keep everything. Ah. Uh, I don't know if I still... I don't know if I, do, I have... Don't worry then. I... Mm. <laughs> all right moving on then anyway. moving on from the garage sale i have seen garage sales i've never actually taken part in oh that. okay well if you've seen a garage sale it's that thing right where you go and you see like for instance like i collect funko pops and i know that yes. i've been to i've been very lucky uh i didn't actually purchase it because i was i was silly and i saw it and i went oh, i'm not going to get it though and then i came back to get it thinking i was going to resell it and someone had done what i did but i saw a pop that had been bolted that someone obviously didn't know the value of because i was selling it for like five bucks Oh, and yes. I know that on eBay they go for like probably at least maybe eighty to one one fifty, um, but then you got to put on eBay in this piece. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. see. So you wanted to be dress fence woman? <laughs> yeah, essentially, I wanted to be like, oh, this person doesn't know the value. I'm not going to tell them. I'm just going to buy for five dollars and then on sell it. But yeah. then I felt bad about that. I did see a little while ago, um, this is quite a while ago, actually, somebody complaining about that same thing when it came to the comics market, that people no oh, longer mm-hmm. have garage sales with classic comics that they've just been holding on to because they liked them when they were a kid. Now everyone knows yeah. the value of everything and they put it on eBay. I'm like, yes, I am actually in favor of people getting what their, the, their objects are worth uh, rather than you finding oh. Action Comics number one for 20 cents. Because that's how much it yeah, was when the grandfather or the great grandfather bought it. It's like no, no, give that person what it's due. If they don't know what it's worth, this is why Antiques Roadshow is a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then it's luck of the draw. So, if you put something up from if you you put up a you know a shitty Van Gogh in your you know garage sale, you don't realize it's Van Gogh. That's on you. That's not on me to then be like. Hmm? The number of times I've gone past a, a yard sale or a garage mm-hmm. sale, and uh-huh. there has been a number of Van Goghs just sitting there, mm. and each time it I'm like, "So much." Those must be forgeries. I I could be wrong. I mean, they're asking only ten dollars for them, so it can't be an actual Van Gogh. And you know what? I have been proved wrong every single time. They've been the originals. Uh, we're gonna move on. I think we've really drained everything out of the dress fence. That we can uh, for this scene anyway, because we go, speaking of draining, uh, we go mm. to Chuck uh, planning the bachelor party with uh, Bart mm-hmm. and Eric mm-hmm. in the limo, and I'm guessing this is on the way to school. And Eric is stoked that he's even invited to the bachelor party, probably because he's 14 and he might get to see a naked person, which is um, generally what happens at bachelor parties. So I've been told I didn't have one uh, myself. You didn't have one? No. Did you have a combined hucks? No. 
no no we will get into my problems uh, later on on our dating podcast no, let's, this, this is a great this is what our podcast is this is what we get for, for recording on this day of the week i had Please, a bucks, tell us more i had a bucks breakfast on the day of my wedding um back when i got married many years ago okay um, that's very that's very classy obviously given my current status that probably didn't go so well but it's not not I ideal I don't think the stature of a marriage is ever, ever warranted by its its bucks or hens success. Just FYI, I think those two things Fair are enough. very, very different. Uh, but no, mine was more of a breakfast with uh, with beer and just a nice pub breakfast, basically. Nice. Did you have terrine porridge? I did not. I think I had some hash browns. Um, In and, a terrine and Boddington's, if uh, Boddington's stout, oh. if I correctly. There you uh, go. Surprisingly enough, it's quite hard to get a good breakfast at a pub in Vegas. So um, there's so many breakfast buffets. I know, but it, it was a time schedule thing. So that That's so okay. Chuck seems to be planning a better one. I think he's saying Mallorca that they plan to go to. Mm. Uh, and, and Montreal and yeah, a whole bunch of things. But Bart is less than pleased with these these plans and he kicks eric out of the car because they're at the school because he wants to say something to chuck mm. and basically says hey you nearly fucked this up once because of the mm. whole mm. T- seeing telling lily you saw Seeing me with it. another woman yeah um mm. and chuck tries to apologize he's like no 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 you're done no more talking from you son mm-hmm. no more stunts like the little porn thing don't care whether mm-hmm. you did it or not no more stunts like that and he basically puts a deal on the table and says, if you can manage to keep your bullshit in, in check until the mm-hmm. wedding, I will give you more money. I will put, invest more money into your club. Like the Victor mm-hmm. Vitrola club that this is the first time it's been mentioned since it actually got set up. Yes. Because it's running itself because it's so good. Well, I, it seems like Chuck's just an investor. He doesn't actually, like, he's a significant investor, but he mm. doesn't have full control of the club. Yes, true. Yeah. And, and now and now Bart is all being like, hmm, mm, Yeah. Bart's like, hey, I could give you some more money into this club and you would have a, a bigger share, you would have more control, but keep your shit in check. Mm. Again, that patron As RuPaul element. would say, don't fuck it up. Yes. Oh, no, true. Patron element. Go for it. Yeah. Well, yes. that's just basically what I'm saying. Bring it back to D&D. Yeah. That he's basically um, bribing Chuck to be, be, be in his good behavior. It's like, yeah, that's how, how things work. It's called a deal. It's not really bribery. It's just do what I say and you get paid. Hmm. So he's employing his son to be on good behavior. Yeah. It's not really bribery. I'm just paying you to do what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's not bribery is, not is it a, there is not a, there is not an oxymoron in that sentence to be seen. <laughs> please don't correct me in the comments or send emails to me <laughs> it's been a long week um and i i kind of feel i just want a, a day off um blair seems to be taking a day off school so that that seems fair i just want to copy blair she's headed over to brooklyn mm-hmm. um, i'm pretty certain she has to disinfect mm. everything once she leaves but she's gone to the rufus's gallery Yes, for charity. What did she tell Serena? Charity work? Or, oh, probably. Uh, yeah, something to, to help the needy. I can't remember the exact word, but it's something of the illusion of, yeah, yeah. along the, that ilk. 
Yeah, she's on the phone with Serena and being like, hey, I'm going to be in, in Brooklyn. Uh, but she's actually seeing Rufus. Um, the fact that she just shows up and sees Rufus, a little bit of me is like, is, is she going to fuck Rufus to get back at Jenny? <laughs> is she going to be like, hey, Jenny, I fucked your dad. I'm your new stepmom. Because, I mean, that would be weird and wrong, but it would also be like the kind of crack that I really enjoy in stupid dramas. Like, just that sheer ridiculousness. They played it straight. It's like, no, this is how I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to make Rufus fall in yeah. love with me. We're going to have a wedding. And then I'm going to leave him at the altar. And he's going to be devastated just to get back at you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I would, I would be really, I would be really on board with that show. That would be really fun to watch. <laughs> That's the kind of One Tree Hill drama that I, I'm, I'm really on board for. The what? Don't, don't worry about it. We'll come to it another, another episode. We'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to the school and Serena yeah. is just arriving and some guy in overalls is like, hey, I've got a delivery here for Serena Vanderwoodson. He's like, um, uh, that's me. He's like, cool, here are your bottles. Here's your case of champagne. And she's like, yeah. I didn't order any champagne. He's like, well, the manifest never lies. Bye. Enjoy your champagne and just leaves. Yeah. Which surely there's a there's some due diligence on that guy to not leave booze with clearly like underage biters oh he's for certain getting fired (laughs) like he's he's for sure getting fired like there's a moment certainly sometimes in television it's like this would never happen but it needs to happen for drama Mm, and mm, this mm. is one of those elements where it's like just let's just suspend disbelief entirely Let's um, just pretend that this guy wouldn't have to check ID beyond, yep, that's the person this is named for. Definitely not a, a 17-year-old who can't drink at all. And I love that all the students are like, cool, champagne, let's get drunk. Because yeah, this will yeah, not yeah. backfire on us in any way. Well, I will say as a teacher, right, there's there's something in like, they can't expel all of us. Like, I mean, That's true. That's true. Although this is just literally, is this like one or two weeks or a few days. Oh, I guess they've had the break. I was going to say, this is yeah, a, that's so a while break. from the pool incident. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been at least Oh, it's all weeks. good then. It's all above board. Ignore me. That's all fine. I'm more like, it's not so much the school I'd be worried about. Like, public drunkenness when you're a teenager is actually like a serious issue. Like, you can get arrested for that, for underage drinking. Mm. And I feel that just doing it in the middle, of, or in the morning, apparently, uh, will be somewhat worse than being expelled. It's like you don't get into Yale with a criminal record for, for public drunkenness. Oh, I get sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there does like, it seems a lot of the time that all the partying and things with the Upper East Side, it happens behind closed doors. You don't just do it in the quad or on the stairs outside your school. True. So it's a little. You should be, you should be a counselor for these kids, like a career counselor to explain that to them. Like, I'm not saying, guys, I'm not saying don't drink out of a carton of champagne. All I'm saying is do it off school grounds. Do Hide it when you go to the pool after hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's all I, I'm saying. I, I would I would quit within the first week. That would be terrifying. Uh, and again, Serena's is like, God damn you, Chuck Bass. God damn you. How dare you send Take me champagne? Because certainly this is something that you would do, apparently. This is um this is his his thing. I'm Chuck Bass. Jenny shows up 
with the dress that yeah. she bought with the funds from from the stolen dress. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she just wants to swap it out because this is literally like two hours later. This is because, yeah. like, she's gone in the morning before school, swapped the dress over, gone to school, heard the kids say, oh, mum's dress has been stolen. That's right. They blame um, the I don't, know why they, I don't know why they sound like Bluey characters when I recount it, but they do. And oh, then, my God. Gossip Girl with Bluey characters would be so much better. <laughs> Mum, Blair's not invited me to her party. Oh, my God. That's spot on. That's um, <laughs> Anyway, I got distracted. Okay, so... I know this isn't a visual medium, but this helps me storytell. All right. Okay, cool. Jenny dress, Jenny dress to school, mum's stolen dress. Jenny goes, oh, no, I didn't know the dress was so valuable that it was a one of a kind. Like a designer doesn't just make a dress for people, right? Like you don't, like you understand, like I know you don't know no fashion, but like you know that like, say Coco Chanel wasn't just cracking out dresses for everyone left, right and centre. No, there's right? like there's like four of them or something, isn't there? Like they make four well, dresses, two for the runway and two to like one designer like that they use as this is the dress you have then two for the runway and then one that actually gets sold on <sighs> less kind one of, is yeah, sometimes like okay. there's there's whole like you've got haute couture which is like essentially oak like one of a kind but then like but some designers would work with like kim kardashian works with designers all the time and they Who? make her a specific kim her name is oh sorry her name is kimberly kardashian Okay, uh, she's quite popular on the internet. Oh, um, it's What's amazing. She actually has an amazing talent because she's famous for essentially like nothing. Well, oh, I, I guess see. she's technically famous for one thing, but anyway, <laughs> okay. she is a person that exists that I have no ill feelings towards personally on a personal level. And that anyway, doesn't, that means that we are not <laughs> guilty of libel. Yeah, exactly. I did not slander. Wait, anyway, that's slander. So, that's slander. Mum, mum's dress is stolen. It's a one-of-a-kind Valentino. And Jenny's like, oh, no, I've stolen a really expensive dress. I can't do that. I feel bad. So she goes back to the fence lady, right? And then fence lady is like, suck it. You, like, swaps, we're done now. No backsies. Once you leave, it's locked in. And Jenny's like, no, but I'm poor. I, I just need the dress back. I literally, it hasn't even got tags on it. She's like, nope, too bad, sucker. So what you get for not knowing Valentino's. And then Jenny's like, please, please save me. And she's like, no. Anyway, so she calls Nate and she's like, Nate, Nate, I need $8,000. Nate's like, what? And she's like, I just need money. And Nate's like, are you okay? And she's like, stop it, Nate. If you're not going to help me. And she hangs up because she's Jenny. delirious. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out to all the listeners, you are missing <laughs> the best puppet show ever right now. <laughs> It is amazing. Like the finger puppets are actually moving across the screen in front of me. This is fantastic. This is better than the episode. We should film this and just have reenact every episode of Gossip Girl. This is the retelling of, of Gossip Girl. It's just, I know this isn't a visual medium, so no one else is going to enjoy this. Hang on. It's just, it's, it's just finger puppets. Okay. She calls Nate and is like, I need the money. And Nate's like, as you said, what do you need the money for? Are you okay? She's like, fuck you, Nate. I don't want it anymore. Hangs up. And then she decides, I'm going to steal the dress. So no one will know. Oh, I'll just put... Oh, I will is that wear straight it. After? I thought that was later. That's straight after. I'm pretty certain that's straight after. Oh, yeah. So then she puts... The, so then Jenny... Well, I can't really finger puppet that because that's just her. I don't know how to finger puppet putting a dress on. Oh, wait. Hang on. I've got props. Oh, God. This <laughs> is oh, I'll just steal the dress. And then she puts the dress on. And then she puts her coat over the top. Yes. And then she walks out. Making a very good deception roll. 
Is it deception or sleight of hand that she does? You here? know, I don't think she's rolling a high deception. I think the fence lady is rolling a, a low perception. I don't think it's yeah. Jenny rolling high stealth. I think it's lo- uh, the other person rolling low, low uh, perception. That's fair. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's a tricky one to uh, really determine what the hell, like why the hell this would work. But I think she has advantage because uh, clearly fence lady thinks Jenny's too stupid to pull this off. Because mm, mm. she doesn't even know what a custom Valentino is. It's true. <laughs> it's true. There, um, there was this moment where she's just like, uh, like not my fault. You don't know what it's worth. I'm like, damn, that's cold. Yeah. You, you are literally taking advantage of a child. Mm, hmm. So that's that's not cool. I mean, you haven't done that. <laughs> no. 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 Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I've never. Uh, we did. We did uh, miss out on a small scene with Blair and Rufus um, simply because it was more of uh, Blair being charming and Rufus being slightly suspicious because Blair has not had the best record of having Jenny's best interests in heart. But Blair's basically saying, no, Jenny's just going through a really tough time and she really needs her family right now. Uh, She's been Mm -hmm, so busy mm -hmm. trying to fit in and Rufus is just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. she had to do all this work for you. That really wasn't mm. cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> and again, I'm still a little bit, little bit worried that she's gonna sleep with Rufus. <laughs> Not because of anything, Blair. It's just like there's a weird tension. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't like it. Okay. I there's some more wedding planning, and yes. I, I I can't. I don't even know what was going on in that scene. I think, the florals, um, right? Oh, this is the florals. The floral scene. ones where she says that it's like a, she doesn't want it to look like a bar mitzvah. Yeah, how dare, you wouldn't want to be Jewish in um in, in the Upper East Side. Oh, I don't think it was, a, I think it was more an implication of it looked childish than, oh, yeah. the, than the religious uh, undertones. I don't yeah. think, I think Lily is very open-minded. I just, I sure. just don't want to defend Lily there. Because sure. also it did look like a child's arrangement. Like they were gerbras gross. Yeah. Okay. And um, Lily does want to talk to Serena because she's a bit worried that Serena's starting to to act out again, uh, particularly because she heard about the mm. champagne being delivered to the school. Mm. And she's like, Serena, mm. are you okay? Are you? Mm. I'm checking in mm. with my daughter. I'm checking in. Uh, and yeah. Ser- Serena's like, what do, you, what do you mean? She's like, well, Lily's like, well, you've kind of done this stuff before. Uh, mm. I'm not going to judge. It's a I little wanna... bit of a history. Yeah, I'm just worried about you. I'm not... I'm not angry. I'm just just concerned. Uh, so well mm. done, Lily. Uh, yeah. Although when Serena says no, no, it was Chuck. Lily's like, no, it wouldn't be Chuck. Doesn't believe it at all. Bart believes it immediately. Mm. He's just like, what has he done now? And Serena yeah. just turns full force and goes, well, I will tell you everything your son has done. Uh, but we don't actually get to hear her. The, her little rant about Chuck. I'm pretty certain that she leaves out the whole leaving his DNA on her hand towels thing. It's just more like, he sent me porn mm-hmm. and he sent me champagne. And it's like... Mm. Yeah. It's like the creepiest stuff she probably could have just said anyway. Yeah. And uh, Chuck's incredibly guilty of all of that. Just not these two things, apparently. It's not this one time in these two particular instances. Yeah. 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 And speaking of guilt... Uh, Jenny returns home to the loft, uh, still wearing the yes. dress because she's just stolen 
um, stolen it from Fence Lady, that who was well, screwing let's her say, anyway. Actually, can I again in defense of God? What do you call it? Raggedy McBlue waffles. Raggedy McCurchin waffles. Raggedy McCurchin waffles. Yes. Yeah. Um, in defense of her, I've, I've almost said it once. It's never going to come out of my mouth again. Um, okay. in defense of her, uh, she did leave the Dolce & Gabbana dress behind. The one that she was asking the lady to swap back. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. So, so it's you know. it's more swapping. It's return. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's trade. Like a forced return. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just she was just doing a simple backsies. Right. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Uh, so she is. Hmm. She's wearing the dress as she hmm. makes it to the loft. Um, yeah. However. It's bad news for her because there's a surprise party uh, with Rufus and all of her friends and Blair. (laughs) Yay. With an ice cream cake, I think it was. Uh, It's definitely got her face on it. That's all I really remember. Oh, Rufus tries so hard. Mm. And it's all pink and like garlands and like party hats. And uh, just all things that are so go like gauche. Go, gauche. gauche. So, would this be like a bat mitzvah? Tacky. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. They're usually very it's, themed from the ones I've seen in pop culture. So it's definitely a child's birthday party. Mm. It definitely looks like like a twelve-year-old child's birthday party. Yeah, not, not like a fifteen-year-old's yeah. birthday party. Yeah, and Jenny. I mean, I think Jenny is partly shocked by the the gaucheness of the of the party, mm-hmm. but also the fact that the person she's trying to hide, the fact that she's a thief from, is standing mm-hmm. right there, and she is right is there, totally panicking, and runs to her bedroom to to try to to get changed. And there's some great lines in this. I don't think she was surprised. What's Blair doing here? I don't know. This party's kind of weird. Weird. It's time for its induction to the birthday hall of lame. So not what I pictured when the guy on the phone said loft party. Can't believe we gave up our table for this. Mint mojitos at Socialista. Mint Milano's with Jenny's dad. He's kind of a hottie. Yeah, a hottie dad. How long do we have to stay? With, um, what is it? The She doesn't seem very surprised. Yeah. So, I can't remember which of the the posse says that, but it's it's great. There's also the one yeah. that seems to be super into Rufus after he goes to check on <laughs> check on. Her. Yes, yes. I there love... was a comment of hot dad. Yeah, someone's like or a dad. No, I've I've got it yeah. here. It's like he's kind of a hottie. He's like yeah, a hottie dad. Like that's gross or oh, something. That's... It's like where do we think yeah. the term daddy came from? <laughs> <laughs> it's. That's... It's such an interesting thing that you see other teen shows and like there's the hot dad and Mm. this seems to be shaming the concept of the hot dad. And I can certainly Mm. see whoever's into Rufus being like, you know what? I'm going to take this now. But once I'm in college, I'm going to be fucking all the professors and I'm going to be having it made. I'm just going to like live off getting A's or everything. And all these, all these other bitches who I went to high school with are going to be like, oh, but my teen boyfriend who doesn't know how to satisfy me. Anyway, Mm. let's not get into it because that's weird. We're holding up a mirror suddenly. (laughs) Did that... Did that mirror just suddenly appear out of somewhere? That's no. so weird how that happened. <laughs> it's, I, I think there's a lot more going on there. And it's it's quite funny. Oh, I they... think there's a lot more going on there. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I do. We'll, I, we'll I unpack think, that off air. 
I think there was a lot of an opportunity to delve into those characters mm. and like give them a lot more personality and it's just it's ignored because we've got to focus on on Jenny's pain. I love that your definition of personality is people who want to anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're correct. <laughs> my definition Next of personality. My definition and of scene. <laughs> Don't say it. They're meant to be children. Okay. All right. Uh, so we go to Serena and Dan on a date. I'm gonna go. I'll try to stop laughing. Um, Dan very much does not want to talk about Chuck because that seems to be all that um, Serena wants to talk about. Just this, which is fair. She's furious at him. But Dan yeah. also wants to talk about the fact that he saw his mother for the first time since Christmas, um, mm. and the fact that she left them. And he's got some shit going on that is not dealt with mm. at all because Nate shows up, and. Mm. Nate being fucking awesome, um, being like, hey, Dan, your sister called me and she seemed really worried and she was asking me for money and I'm a bit concerned about her. You should go check on her. And so where the hell has this Nate been all season? So this Nate is awesome. He's just growing into himself. It's like when you start playing a new character. It takes you a few sessions to get into the field. Yeah, that's my. Is that my first? I think it's my first D and D reference. And where? At what time? Uh, I haven't been checking. Let's let's not Great. let's not concern Amazing. ourselves with that. We'll get to the point Great. where we're talking about the episode when we get to that point. Uh, I just <laughs> I just really like Nate's very politeness about. It. He's like, I hope I'm not interrupting. And hello, Nate. hello Dan. Good evening, Serena. And Dan, hello, I Daniel, would like Serena. Yeah. The fact that he's normally here, like, waiting for Serena, and he's like, actually, I need to talk to you, Daniel. Like, mm. This is so cool. I'm really into this, yeah. Nate. It's great. Uh, but Dan nicks off to go and deal with Jenny. Uh, Jenny being incredibly flustered as she tries to get out of the dress that she's stolen. Yes. Uh, Rufus is trying to figure out, what's wrong? Are you not happy with the party? Is something, like, do you not like the cake? Should I have cooked? Should yeah. I have baked? It's my thing. Do you want uh, spaghetti? Do you want yeah, waffles? Do you- I've got both of those, but the dress is stuck and she's panicking and Rufus goes to get some pliers um, and Jenny's just freaking out. She's about to break down. And that's when the court walks in. Mm. Have you ever got stuck in an item of clothing? Uh, Thankfully, not that I recall. Like like in a change room, you're trying on like a pair of pants somewhere and then like something breaks and you have that awkward moment. I don't feel like men really get that experience as much. No, no, we generally don't. I rarely have to change, try on clothes at all, honestly. Mm. I just replace the jeans when they start to break. <laughs> and I just get the same ones I got previously. Same one, yeah, there we go, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I can, I do understand the, the fear and yeah, the fear. Yeah, right, it is, it. it is absolute fear. Now, this is something that I feel could be used in D&D or any RPG, to tell the truth. Mm. This idea you're in a situation where Mm. anyone who discovers the thing you have it's going to be bad for you like in Mm. this situation if rufus finds out she's got a dress that she stole it's bad if her friends find out that she stole somebody's dress that's bad if blair finds Mm. out it's going to be even worse because blair's got now power Mm. over her so jenny has no allies Mm. here but that idea Mm. of a party walking into like a thieves den and they've got say the head of the Thieves Guild's son in their bag of holding. Because that's generally what mm. a party has. Mm. It's like, and if mm. people find out yeah. that you've got this thing, bad shit is going to go down. 
and you kind of got to pass it around. It's like, who's got the body? Who's got the the object? As you go, no, no, I just slip it over yeah. to somebody else. And I love that frenetic energy that you can have in a scene like yeah. this. And trying to get yeah. it into an RPG, that's really good drama. That's good. That's good RP for me. Mm. Because yeah, it's just, that would be awesome. This is when you get to have the, the Dungeon Master shenanigans. Because you have player shenanigans all the time, but Dungeon Master shenanigans where they're just like, oh, what's that in your pocket? And you're like, ah, nothing. I'm just going to throw that over to the rogue and see, see if they can cover for me. What's that scene from, it was a terrible movie, Jesse Eisenberg movie, and it's about magicians. And it also oh, it's got a real um, weird cast. Uh, now you see. A real weird cast. Yes. There's a scene in that where they've got a card and they're trying to get it through like the security coming out of the casino. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's flickier and it's all, it's amazing. Anyway, that reminds me of that. But on a that cool. higher level, like, yeah, if people critted all their like stealth checks trying to pass something around, you would get that scene. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really fun. That'd be an interesting one to try to build. Um, certainly it'd be uh, the party all working together and yeah. one person passing it off to another person does another check and then another check and then another check as you, you pass it around rather than one person who's been like, I lie to them and I, I get away with everything. Yeah. It's like, that that would be really cool. So caught red-handed um, mm. as Dan notes in his Gossip Girl voiceover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is, fuck you, Dan. That's your sister. Be nice to her. Well, let me tell you a bit about a guy called Dan. Got a crush on Serena Vanderwood saying, still he'll spread rumors about it any way he can. Oh, that's right, he's Gossip Girl. Don't know if you heard, but Dan is poor. He hangs around the rich kids, sometimes sucks him in the jaw. But that ain't enough, so he calls one a whore. Oh, that's right, he's Gossip Girl. Dan is a nice guy, he wouldn't hurt a dove. But he gets real mean when push comes to shove. He's a borderline sociopath, but he does it for love. That's right, he's Gossip Girl. That's right, Dan. He's a gossip girl. Ah, uh, but Blair comes. She did come- mess up, though. She did, and Blair gets to to waltz in and just be like, "Oh, I can see you're really busy. I'm just gonna go. If there's an after party, I'll be a butter, just like telling all the friends, yeah. and just swoops out as um yeah. as o- only Blair can do. Yeah. Which uh, well, well done. Uh, yeah. so everyone leaves except Rufus, and. Mm-hmm. He's mad. He's so mad. Mm. He's he's not disappointed. He's mad. Mm. Uh, poor poor Rufus. Yeah. But Jenny tries to explain to him just what she has to go through each yeah. day at school. Where did you get the dress? And I know you didn't make it because your sewing machine is gone. You have no idea how hard it is, Dad. I sold my sewing machine, okay? What? Yeah, and a lamp and some jewelry. Why? Because I had to. Dad, you think that you can just send me off to school with a plaid skirt and a MetroGuard and everything will be okay? I am not apologizing for not having a private plan for you, Jenny. 
You think I'm ashamed of where I come from? Dad, what I'm ashamed of is having to bring a brown bag lunch to school and, you know, eat it in the bathroom and then go out with my friends and pretend that I'm not hungry when I go to lunch with them. You don't have to do those things, Jenny. You're making a choice. What don't you get? Do you want me to choose to have no friends? Well, clearly, I mean, that's not even a choice anymore because that's just done. This is the one that always gets me because I've taught in a private school. Well, I've, I've taught in many private schools, but there's one private school in particular and I saw these girls every day. I saw these girls who had the parents that were working two jobs to send them to this very exclusive private school uh, for the education, but then these kids couldn't keep up with the weekend trips and the design of this and the three iPads and the and it it it's just they're they're from different worlds. They're from different um, No, I I can understand Jenny's pain. I don't mm. like that she then blames Rufus for it. No, well mm, like she I feel says like though, Ruf I, yeah. I feel sorry, I'm gonna interrupt that No 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 Rufus, you go, you go. Rufus doesn't seem to understand. Rufus is a, an idealist. Rufus is like, but yeah. if they don't like you, then if they don't like you, then they're not really your friends kind of thing. It's yeah. like, you should be better than this. And Jenny's trying to explain to him what her re her reality is like. Mm. But the fact that he then doesn't understand, she goes in a lot harder on him than I feel is warranted. Like, I get she's an adolescent. Mm. But... It's maybe it's just in that situation. I go, well, he was never going to understand. I'm never going to come to him again. Whereas Jenny just kind of blames him for it. But it is his fault. Yeah. You reckon? Like, yeah, because uh, like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm sure there are other schools in New York that aren't quite as expensive that would give, you know, similar opportunities if not the same but would would also mean that these kids could because like he's seen it with i mean dan doesn't really like that's been a whole thing he doesn't fit in and like they have to travel all the way over the other side of the city to get to this school and like i personally have not seen any curriculum in this tv show of what these kids are learning that makes it any better than any other school no it well this is where i say private schools aren't actually any better they <laughs> just give you networking and they look better on a college mm. trans transcript yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. So, private schools are no better than the money it takes you to get in them. Oh. Oh, I don't. Want to, oh, disagree. But okay. I. Will, but I also don't want to get into it. I don't want to also get into a deep cuts. Uh, a deep cuts uh, education rant right now. Anyway, the moral of the story is I have seen this happen. And I feel for Jenny in this one because I have personally dealt with girls in the same situation and there's yeah. nothing you can say to them and the parents just don't get it like they really don't and you try to explain it tentatively that like they can't keep up like it's just it's not the same like these kids aren't getting the social mix because they can't go on the weekend trips to whatever the australian equivalent of aspen is oh that'd um, be so mount then those beauty. kids therefore miss out on it'd be where mount beauty <laughs> mount beauty no, not Mount Beauty. It'd be like Kosciuszko or Falls Creek or uh, something. I was going to say Noosa. Oh, Noosa. Um, oh, God. Wait, no. Not, not in high school like temperature, kids going to but Noosa? like in... Yeah. Fuck, I, I figured that'd be schoolies. And anyway, cool. Okay, awesome. I feel that this is something that is just a clash between adult and teenager. That mm. 
parents, adolescents, they'll never see eye to eye on something like this. It's like you were saying before, they're from two different worlds. They are. They are. That adults yeah. are able to see the, the bigger picture. Side. They want the education and the best opportunity for their kid, but they don't realise yeah. that that opportunity isn't purely academics. That that opportunity has to be social, emotional, and academic. Cool. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're very right there. So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm coming around to Jenny's side on that one. I was not earlier, and now I am. <laughs> so Nate has just been hanging out with Serena since Dan left, um, and Serena's mm-hmm. like, you know what? You know what, Nate? You're a really nice guy. Like, so forgiving and kind. And maybe you could just forgive Blair. Mm. Maybe, maybe. And I like that Nate's like, good night, Serena. And just leaves. It's like, he's nice, but to a point. It's like, this this Nate is awesome. It's still raw. Yeah. But he doesn't get pulled into the drama of it. Like, they could have so easily had him be like, you're such a nice guy. And then he goes in for the kiss with Serena and it's like a whole thing. But no, he's like, you know yeah. what? I'm just dealing with it in my way. The whole forgiving thing. Maybe in time, but right now I'm just going to go. Yeah. It's like, well, Nate's quickly becoming my favorite character. He's pretty great. Yeah. Nate the Great. Uh, and Eric, great. Eric rocks up. Um, uh, yep. He's been hanging out with Chuck. And Serena's yep. mad. Uh, mm-hmm. especially now I like this as well that Chuck's like or oh, Eric says Chuck said this arrived for you this little package arrived for you and to give it to you because you're clearly mad at him and it's like mm. Chuck reading the room trying to Grace. trying to respect her boundaries and being like mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay the fuck away from her and this thing that I have received for her I will give to Eric unfortunately that package was coke mm. <laughs> And Eric has become an unwitting drug dealer. I thought dealer. it was icing sugar. I no. I thought it was really expensive designer icing sugar. No, what? unfortunately it was in fact cocaine, which Serena oh, no, Serena so recognises immediately, probably because she's seen it at Nate's place where his dad's got it lying around. True. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's yeah, right. everyone forgot about that because we haven't seen him in a little while. Mm. Mm. Is he in jail? Uh, I think he's jail? still... I think he's still in hospital because oh, it's a suicide right. attempt that's at, right, at Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah. That storyline's yeah. just kind of been dropped uh, pretty heavily. Well, not dropped. It's just been paused. Yes, it's it has. It's like, that's, yeah. Because, well, Nate and, a Nate and Chuck weren't in the an episode two weeks ago. No. And, yeah. They so were there's, dealing with his dad. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were going to Monaco and partying. But, yeah, that's the same. That's the same thing. When Dan gets home, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> running home to deal with his his uh, wanton child, Jenny, apparently, finds out what happens and Jenny's in her room sulking. So he goes to, to talk to her and he's like, why did you need to borrow the money, Jenny? And Jenny's like, fuck you, Nate. Why the hell did you tell everyone my business? How dare you? And you know what? I don't care. I'm on um I'm on Nate's side. We know Nate did the right thing. Yeah. And Jenny's super worried that Nate was was worried about her. because uh, there's a little bit of little bit of a crush on Nate, I reckon. She's yeah, super 100%. Into, he's like the yeah. good version of her big brother. Yeah. <laughs> the idealized version of Dan. And I like that Dan's like, okay, you know what, we'll talk about this later and then goes into a pep talk anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's your birthday. Dun, 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 dun. It's your birthday. I, as 
he tells her he he's like you've got so much more to offer the world and she's like get fucked no i don't <laughs> um so serena goes to confront chuck about the the coke um and is about to like lay down the rules if we're going to live together you got to do this and chuck's like no you don't because we're not living together bar kicked me out I've got to go stay in my 1812 suite. I've got to live all by myself in this hotel of a thousand rooms. It's tough life being Chuck Bass. It is a tough life it being is. Chuck Bass. I'm guessing he had the um, the the best man status taken away from him too. Yeah. Yeah, it seems implied, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, like, mm, yeah, maybe. He I'd definitely like to think not, but I. He definitely had the investment of uh, Victor Victrola. I can't remember what it's called. It's probably Victrola. I had that taken away from him. For sure. Yeah, he broke the deal. Sorry, Chuck. And this time, at the at Butter, it's it's the worst name for a club. I really hope it's not a real club or real restaurant. New York's hottest club, Bo. Anyway, sorry, I know I did that joke before. It's just so good. Stefan's it's, it's my favorite. Good. Uh, so at this club, at this restaurant, because it could be either, honestly, Blair is sitting yeah. all by herself again. But this time, the the posse shows up, and they seem to have accepted that Blair is once more a part of them. Her, her. It's very um, David. Can you imagine David Abba? And seen here are the troops of the followers coming back to the Queen of the Prize. Uh, it's very like nature documentary. This is how this this ecology works. Yeah, type thing. Yeah, that, I think that's exactly what it's meant to be. Kind of leaning into the Mean Girls aspect that we see when Mean Girls started. The the this is all just animalistic, um, tribal stuff. That doesn't sound good at all, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah, no, it's very Mean Girls. You know, like um. The scene of Mean Girls when they're all acting like uh, uh, Katie sees them all acting like the um, animals on the savannah. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, just, yeah, that's the same spot thing. on what it is. Yeah. Hmm. So Dan tries to talk Rufus into forgiving Jenny. I mean, like maybe we could just get her some ice cream. Like it is her birthday; she deserves some some way of of celebrating. And when he goes to talk to her, uh, she is gone. Uh, which is not not great. Um, uh-uh. And when they try calling her, there's no answer because she's gone to see Nate. Oh, Nathaniel. Not for the reason that I thought originally, which I was just like, oh, so that's how she's going to make her birthday special. Uh, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. She has By a... having waffles with Nate. Yeah. Just a good friend having good times with sex. And no, she has a better plan in mind. She's asking Nate for a favor. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of cuts out. Um, well, he, this, is, this is why I was like, uh, what are they going to do? Because she's like, I need a favor. I just really don't want to be alone on my birthday. I'm like, yeah, that, that feels coded. But that's... Um, that's not what she's doing. And it is a little bit manipulative as well because if she didn't want to be alone, Dan and Rufus are literally in the next room. It's a loft. It's all one room. Yeah. 
she wasn't alone on her birthday. She chose to leave the family that she had to go and find Nate. Yes, yes. But we it's very clear that she's like she is using Nate at this stage. Like for whatever we don't what we don't know quite know the purpose, but it's clear that she's manipulating him. Yeah. And speaking of manipulation and things we don't know the purpose of yet, back at the um the Vanderwoodson Bass apartment, um Serena is there watching this performance of a string quartet, I believe, that seems to have been mm-hmm. called it. I'm assuming this is part of the wedding preparations as well. They're checking out this quartet to see if they want it. Or it could just be the entertainment for the evening. Yeah, I, I feel like it could just be like soiree. This is what you do when you're rich. You can just pay for like people to just come in. Yes, play for me, please. <laughs> do you know Freebird? But a note, Eric is mad at her because he made Chuck go away. And um, this was the first time that... Eric had ever felt like he'd actually had a brother and wasn't being treated like he was glass because of the suicide attempt, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's nice that Eric was yeah. finding a friend. And more bonus points for Chuck because he was saying, like, Chuck treated me like a normal person. Chuck, like, wasn't afraid of me. Chuck was, like, just treated me like one of the bros, yo. Yeah, and that does track with everything. Like, Chuck does treat everyone as an equal, not as equal as him, like the, everyone's beneath him, but that's mm. that's how Chuck treats everyone. Why they're beneath him isn't actually important; they just are. Mm. So yeah, I again, I'm kind of on Chuck's side here. I'm starting to see a softer side of Chuck Bass. Nice. Yeah, uh, but when Serena gets another note, which is mm. she opens it up and she's like, <gasps> and she's like, "Please excuse me, I must go," and storms off. Uh, again, Serena's usual method of eg- exiting a room. And back at Butter, things are starting to come to a head because it's quite busy uh-uh. and Blair can't get service. <laughs> so she heads up to the bar, but this is when Jenny and Nate arrive. Um, they're not... This is this is the Jenny's plan all along. This is what she wanted the favour for because she's like, oh, uh-huh. Penelope, you know Nate. Look what have I have brought for friend? you. Yeah, have you met my friend Nate? Uh, and he's Nate's like, oh yeah, I I know you from school. It's been a while, and sits down and is very charming and nice and pleasant, um, mm. as he has been trained to be. Uh, and this is apparently enough of enough audacity for them to realize, oh, Jenny is cool, even if she is a thief and mm. poor. This is just shenanigans, you know, light-hearted, good-natured mm. fun. Yes. Is it, is it audacity but, or is it a bit more like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours? I think it's more they're like, oh, Jenny, like, because uh, what's her name? Whoever has the crush on Nate, I said, I don't Penelope. really feel their names. She's like the two I see. Oh, you So right? weirdly enough, but she doesn't ascend, which I still find weird because, like, really she should then ascend, but she never seems to ascend. She always, it's, it's very Mean Girls-esque. Like, even when Regina goes, you know, it's not Gretchen that steps up. Yeah, it's I don't Gretchen, think she wants the job. Gretchen and thing looking for, which I don't get. Why? Why wouldn't you want it? I would want to be Blair. Yeah, but that's you. It's like clearly there's there's responsibilities that come with being the Blair. That mm, mm. like Jenny mm. wasn't able to meet those responsibilities, and that's why they're like, well, we're not going to follow you anymore. Mm. But being the um, yeah. Being the second in I don't command, know, can I also say girl, girl, it's weird. It's just weird in girl world. 
I can't explain it. Sure. I'm 35 and I still don't get it. So I'm not even going to try to figure it out. I doubt I'd ever understand it. I barely understand masculinity as it is, so I'm not going to understand femininity in the girl world. It's it's very hard to understand how. No, I'm sorry, I'm not going. Nothing. And this um, this whole thing shocks Blair enough that she has to kind of accept defeat in in this uh, battle because there's a whole war metaphor going on in Dan's voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we go back to Chuck's old suite where he's sitting there drinking alone like the sad sack he is right now, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure he's... I'm surprised he hasn't put the scarf on and isn't trying... You know what? I'm not going to continue that thought because it's crass. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's mm-hmm. drinking alone, but Serena knocks yeah. on the door and she apologizes for everything. She's like, I understand now that mm-hmm. you weren't sending those things and gives him the note and he reads it and is like, I better make you a drink. And we get to see the note and it just says... S, hope you like your presence coming back to town, heart G. And I'm just like, but who said note? Who said note? I need to know who G, G. is. Is it, is it Gossip Girl? No, that's a GG. Oh, and it would be XOXO if it was Gossip Girl. Also, correct. And also, if it was Gossip Girl, fuck you, Dan. Like, what the hell are you doing to your girlfriend? <laughs> so, yeah, who, who, who said note? That is going to be for the next episode. Because that's where this one ends. We're done with it. Uh, that's wow. That was something we watched. I'm not sure I'm on board with um, liking Chuck in that episode. I, I don't yes, know. get on board. It's the liking mm. Chuck train. Jump on. Mm. We'll that's what see. I've been saying since episode one. Well, we've got four episodes to go. We'll see if he can keep it up. Hey, that's Is what Blair said too. So we have come to the end of the episode and there is one last thing we do at the end of each episode Mm. where we pick a character from the show that we've just watched and talk about how we would use them in a role-playing game of our choice. Uh, Usually as an NPC, possibly as a PC. I have mine ready. Uh, Meek has an expression that suggests that she has only just picked hers. So I will go first and give her more time to consider why she has picked hers. Now, I have picked uh, Dress Fence Lady. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to look up my reasons. Basically because there should be someone who is quite happy to screw over the party and Mm -hmm. be in slightly more of a position of power that if they don't know what they've got, they're going to miss out. That if they're like, oh yeah, we found these rocks. They're like roundish, like kind of an oval shape. How much do you want from them? They're like, oh yeah, I'll give you maybe 500 gold each. And they're like, done, great. And then it's like, you've just sold dragon eggs. It's like, that's... That's going to bite you in the ass later when they this guy sells them on for 20,000 gold each rather than the 500 pittance that you've mm. sold. I like that yeah. idea of having a character like that, particularly one that they went rub, rub it in their faces. And all, but also yeah, 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 for sure. Not quite as smart as the players. Like, they're smart, they're cunning, but not quite smart enough to keep getting it over them all the time. So that way, when the players eventually do get their own back, it's feasible. It's not like this is the evil genius merchant who is uh, who is constantly screwing them out of deals. It's just a slight antagonist for them to overcome and feel good about themselves for doing it. Yeah. I, I, I love it too. 
I'm noticing that I'm picking a lot of merchants and NPCs, and I don't know whether that's because Gossip Girl has a lot of side characters who happen to be uh, shopkeepers. It's why the show people. is so great for D&D enthusiasts to watch, Jeremy. Sure. So yes, much it is. inspiration. Everyone so should be watching the show with us. Now, Meek, who have you picked? Yep, I've <laughs> picked... <laughs> You've picked Bart Bass Good Dad, haven't you? No, stop saying that phrase. Uh, well, see, here's the because we're four episodes out, right? So I feel yeah. like I want to start swinging big. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been saving it up. Um, oh, I just don't know if I'm quite ready because I think I know what's coming. So I don't. There's a person I want to choose, but I feel like I want to wait. So I want. I, I, there's cool things oh. coming. Oh wow! Because you haven't picked Chuck yet, I don't think. Oh no, I haven't. But. This isn't, know, Chuck, um, this isn't the Chuck episode to pick. No, no. I mean, obviously, not. you're always going to pick Blair. Right. I'm yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, it just every she was fabulous, amazing. Um, I'm going to pick. Oh, can I pick the Tareen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you picked the couch in like the second episode. There's no reason you can't pick the Tareen <laughs> in this one. Can I pick the magic? I really like that magical item idea. Um, is it a never-ending like Tarina Porridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can that be my how I? <laughs> sure, sure. We have the magical Tarine. Is it As only a magic porridge? item? I really liked that yeah. magic item. Is it like an alchemy jug where you just like pour out honey yes. when you ask for? All right. So it, yeah, what yeah, else yeah. can it's, it make? It's, instead of that, it's a ceramic white tureen. Uh huh. And the thing is, but everything is porridge related. So the oh, only okay. thing it'll 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 make is like either porridge or milk or honey. That's it. Maybe an oat milk if someone's lactose intolerant. Maybe. Interesting. What about syrup, like a maple syrup instead of honey? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that works. If that really works in porridge. You can't have both though. You can't have honey and syrup though. No, of course not. Because it only can do one thing That is an OP magic item. (laughs) It is. That's when you start to have like this is when they start to abuse those poor honey down the hill towards the yeah. fire ants. It goes vorpal sword, mm-hmm. magical porridge, white white porcelain taurine. Yes. In yes, terms those. of like if if we include both syrup and honey. Without syrup and honey, it's fine. You can put it everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. completely so, fair. The magical yeah, never ending terrain of porridge we have uh declared yeah. as as your pick. Uh <laughs> for this episode i'm glad that we, have we come need to, to stop recording this on a friday okay because <laughs> this is what happens this is the best time to record it so that is yeah. it finger puppets and bullshit npcs all right sorry don't continue Apologies. i really sorry i friends. really wish we could have we could have screenshot that for everyone or just a gif <laughs> at least so that is it for this episode please tune in next week when we talk about the episode desperately seeking susan uh, which is episode 15 of Gossip Girl 2007. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can. You can send emails to dndntvpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get us on, or if you want to get the podcast on the social medias, that it's at dndtvpod. No, wait, it's dndntvpod. That's the one I'm trying to say. I've got a little rhythm for it and everything, and you think I'd be able to remember it, mm. but I can't. That's Instagram and Twitter. Meek, you are also on Twitter and Instagram, and where can people find you if they I want to hear about Wordle? I am. It, yeah, if you want to just... I haven't actually... I've been a terrible Wordle since school started, 
But if you want Wordle updates, that's literally all I tweet at blushing underscore bud. Uh, otherwise, I'm on the gram blushing underscore bud. Uh, hopefully, that's going to become more active because can I can I do a shameless plug? Please do. That's what this is for. Amazing. Uh, Supernova, Melbourne, March 5th and 6th. I'll have my stall. So A, come say hello. Um, and B, come possibly look at some dice and see if you like them. And some jewellery. And some other stuff. Speaking of shameless plugs, we do have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash DMDNTVPOD. Yes. Musical if we get If we get five patrons, I haven't set anything up, but if you want to... Uh, become a patron that would be wonderful uh, because that would mean that we'd start releasing monthly episodes where we talk about musicals where we probably talk about movies um meek will make me watch some sort of broadway show no doubt uh maybe the room not movie musicals not me oh the room would be so good no no like proper uh, not musicals. musicals proper yeah, musicals proper stage broadway shows yeah like beetlejuice and good stuff Speaking of ways of getting feedback, if you don't want to support us through Patreon, um, that is quite understandable given the quality of what we normally produce, but you may want to leave us a five-star review on the area on the services that podcasts can be found, which are Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or you can just subscribe because we are here every week and we will be talking about different things each time. But until next time, I want to thank you so much for listening and putting up with us. Uh, stay safe, be kind to yourselves, and may all your hits be crits.